Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And I'm joined, as always, by... Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. How are you? He's sidekick, trusty sidekick. Yes. You are you are a good man to have at my side. Thank you. So, Thank you very much. Especially since you eat a healthy diet. You you have a, a healthy diet. Hey, plain donut today. You see that? That's right. That's got nice. a plain donut. That's right. So no I get sprinkles, have, yeah. no nothing, just plain. You're just trying to cut back? Yes. Well, you know what? what? It's okay to cut back on the donuts. Yes. But there's something you shouldn't cut back on it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Let's <laughs> segue. You're such a pro. And that is mercy. <laughs> That's God's mercy. You're right. And so we need God's mercy. As Definitely. much as we can get, right? We're always getting in trouble. Constantly. If, if, uh, Especially if, you. If sin were sprinkles, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a, a very sprinkly donut. <laughs> yes. And so we, we need God's mercy. And you know, here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you've noticed this before, but... When you find yourself in in the church on a Saturday afternoon, when typically a church, a Catholic church, will be having confessions, right? You see kind of short lines there. You know, <laughs> yes. it's not always a long line there. And then you go on Sunday to mass, and you see long lines at communion. Yeah. And you stop and think, wow, there's a lot of sinless people out there. <laughs> Now I'm not I'm not trying to be facetious, but but I do know that this world we live in it's it's awful difficult it to is. get through it without you know committing sin. You're right, and we have a wonderful rem, uh, remedy for sin in the Catholic Church. It's a beautiful sacrament called confession. We've done a show about confession. We have, and I'm not going to talk about why we should go to confession, but what I'm going to try to address today mm-hmm. is just idea and understanding of why people don't go to confession. That's a good idea. Because we need to sort of uh, open that up because it was only – I'll just do a little confession here myself. And it was only a matter of uh, you know 20 years ago mm-hmm. that I hadn't been to confession in 20 years. Wow. It was a long, long time since I'd been to confession. Mm-hmm. And if you stop and think about it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. You want to ask yourself, why, why did it take me so long? I mean, why was there that long, long, great chasm – Sure. In there, what, what, what? Why was the, um, uh, the the length of time so big? You know, yeah. Twenty years, and not everyone's not gone to confession in twenty years. But you know, there's a lot of folks out there who haven't gone to confession in a long time. Yeah, I, I think we all know that. And so, what we did was we polled the audience. We did, and we got some responses. Pretty cool responses. Yeah, we want to talk about what. What we heard back and what, what okay. are, are – we have several different things here we want to discuss. We're going to go through this first half of the show is really why are people not going to confession? Okay. Now, one of the responses we got back was, is it a sin? Right? People are actually in this day and age kind of unsure about what is and what is not a sin because the world would tell you one thing's not a sin. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That it's legal. If it's legal, it must not be sinful. Exactly. Right, and you, we think, well, wait a second. You can't legislate sin. Right. You can't legislate mercy. You can't legis- It's not a legislative process. Right. It's not a law. Mm-hmm. It's God's law, but it's not a, a civil law. Right. And so we don't ever want to do that. But a lot of people are unsure about what actually sin is. And even when we talk about the difference between venial and mortal sin, you know what constitutes a mortal sin and what con- constitutes a venial sin, and what do you have to go to confession for? People start to see a lot of gray area. Oh yeah. And that's one of the reasons why people have stopped going because what will happen is people will do, um, you know, um, 
an examination of conscience, which is a good thing to do. We should it do is. that every every night. We should stop and lay in our bed and kind of think, what did I do today, and where did I fall short? Yep. You know. And one of the good ways to do that is just look at the Ten Commandments and start mm-hmm. to go down this list of Ten Commandments, which was the first law right. that we got, right, the, that we, how God wants us to live. Did I violate any of those laws? And a lot of people look at that and go, well, let's see. Uh, yeah, I believe in God. That's, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's good. And I didn't bust that one. Um, oh. Uh, didn't that, kill anybody. Yeah, I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> and, and, and so, hey, I'm cruising down this list and things are looking good. So maybe I don't need to go to confession. Yeah. And we can convince ourselves that. Pretty easily, oh yeah. If we if we do it that way, so one of the reasons why people don't go is because maybe they're unsure about what's out there as a sin. What 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 is and what is not sin? Right. Well, our catechism of the Catholic Church helps us a lot in that regard. Yeah. So consult the catechism. You'll find uh, you'll find a lot in there about what sin is and where we find sin, and and to help you determine. Yeah. But obviously, if you find a good priest confessor, you find a good spiritual director, they're going to help you as well. Oh yeah. In determining what what is sinful. Another one. That we got in a little. Uh, here's one that we got on the, on the polling list, and that is procrastination. Oh yeah, putting it off. Yep. Oh my goodness, this Easy is something we all, well we all do this. Absolutely, we all procrastinate. You know, we have the best of intentions. Yep. You know, I, I mean, well, Lord, I I know yeah. I need to go to confession, but you know, it's just not working out with my schedule. Yeah. Because like I got dropped the kids off at soccer. Yep. And I've got to pick this thing up at the store. Then I've got to take that to the cleaners. Yep. And by the time I do that, now it's going to be some basketball practice or whatever's going to be that night. Mm-hmm. And then we got this, uh, we were having the bridge club or whatever, and they're coming over such and such. And I've got to help do this and that. And then I've got to cook this and I've got to make that happen. Yep. And you start thinking, well, you know, how are we going to do all that stuff? It's just not going to work in the time. But it's so easy in that situation to kind of put it off. It really is. You know, that's, that's what I do with the dentist. Yes. Right? And, and I don't want to compare confession to the dentist. <laughs> Profession, right. uh, because uh, it's not. But but the point is, a lot of people view the confessional like they're going to the dentist's office, right? And that's easy to put off. It is easy to put off. You're right. You don't wake up in the morning and go, you know, I hope someone's going to drill my teeth, throw a big old <laughs> hole in my teeth, and cause me great pain. Right. I right. hope that happens. Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. Right. And that's easy to put that off. And so. Procrastination is one of those big things, but you know the best time to do it is when, Tom. Right now. <laughs> if right you're thinking now. about it, do it now. I saw a, a sign in an antique shop one time. It said, "The best time to buy an antique is when you see it." That's exactly right. You think about missed opportunities, like, "Oh man, I've not seen one of those in years," and you're probably not going to see another one. You need to get it while you have, while the getting's good. That's right. Right. Yeah. So that was a, that was a, that was some good feedback we got. Here's another one we got. Okay. And that is misunderstanding the sacrament. Okay. This is interesting. Now, I had to characterize it that way, but the responses we got were like, people were thinking, well, you're only supposed to go to confession for those really grave sins, like if you kill somebody. Right. But if you don't do that, then you don't need to go to confession. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I would call misunderstanding the purpose of the sacrament. Yes, the, the sacrament is there for those who commit the gravest of sins. Right. But it's also there so that we can expose ourselves to God's mercy Whenever we need it. That's exactly right. If we, if we start amassing all these venial sins, which are taken care of by Eucharist, by holy water, mm-hmm. right? Just going to Mass, exposing ourselves to grace in that way, takes care of those venial sins. But the venial sins can build up like plaque on your teeth, right? They can, right. let's get back to the dentistry <laughs> right. things. But, but those venial sins can lead to, to worse sins. Yeah. And so the more that we can expose ourselves to God's grace, God's mercy, we do that in the confessional. And so the confessional is there even for some of those smaller sins, just as a regular Absolutely. a regular visit Absolutely. Uh, is, is, a, is a good thing to do. How, what, what is a regular visit? That's a great 
question. You're, I think. And you get it all the time. Yeah. You know, and I would how say. How often should I go? I will tell you how often I go. Okay. I go on the average of uh, every seven minutes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't go that often. Sometimes I think I should, but I don't. No, in reality, about once a month is what I do. Yeah. Right? And that helps me stay in tune. It's like a tune-up. Yeah. And, and granted, sometimes I need it more than others. And sometimes I might go twice in a month. Okay. And there, there are times when I think someone's going through a particularly difficult time where they might want to go weekly. They might even want to go, you know, for two or three days in a row if they have a repetitive problem. But here's the thing. What you want to do in that setting mm-hmm. is you want to find a good priest confessor, a good spiritual director who can be your confessor. And you want to take some time with that person, and they're going to help you through those really rough patches. Yeah. If you've got a habitual sin, if you've got a problem with something that just won't seem to go away – it's the wrong thing to go to confession every day, really. I mean, I'm not going to say you shouldn't, you can't do that. What I'm going to say is if you find yourself 364 days out of 365 going to confession, <laughs> I think a priest is going to look at that and say, you know, there might be some problems with scruples here. You might be spending yeah. a little too much time, you know, in, in, inside you know, thinking the worst of yourself yeah. and not availing yourself of, again, of God's mercy. Yeah. But then also there are times when we're, you know, like things are going worse than other times and you, you need to spend some more time receiving God's grace in this sacrament. Yeah. But if for an average, the, the average folk out there, you know, every couple of weeks, every four or five, six weeks, that's a good healthy, just yeah. keep doing it. Yep. Right. Don't get yourself like, in a good habit. I know that I've, there's, I've been in a funk sometimes. I've been in some bad situations sometimes. Yeah. And I think I find myself there and I, I look back and I go, wow, I haven't been to confession and it's been like, like two months. Or it's amazing, something. isn't it? And when, when that happens, man, it's, it's like, uh, we will start getting shaky. Yeah, and, yeah. Matthew Kelly talks about you know wadding a piece of paper or whatever, throw it in the back seat of your car. Oh yeah. And if you keep doing that, pretty soon you've got this car full of trash. Exactly. You know, and you got to go clean it out. That's right. You that's know, right. and this and that's what confession is there for. You don't want to get too filled up, right? Uh, uh, before you go and clean it out. So that's misunderstanding the sacrament. So here's another one. Mm-hmm. And you were explaining this when we saw this list before. You were talking about this. You you used the phrase mental Olympics. Oh, yeah. You know, we justify things, don't we? Yes, we and do. So what are we doing there when, when we do that? Well, we're trying to convince ourselves that really what we did is not a sin or... Uh, we're, we're fooling ourselves, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. And, and we do that all the time. We, we convince ourselves, oh, you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. And you look around the world, you go, well, look, man, that guy's got me way off worse than I am. Yeah. You At know, least so, I'm not as bad as him. That's right. All right. So I've become the Pharisee, right? Saying, right. Lord, I'm glad I'm not like that. Right. <laughs> that guy over there, the tax... Right. You know, so... Yeah, we, we start to justify things, and we start, yep. you know, getting into moral relativism. We start getting into, uh, uh, well, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, we're hoping God grades on a curve here, and and, right. and, and I'm not going to be held accountable for all these, because there's all these other people doing the same thing, Yeah, and so mine's not nearly as bad as that. Therefore, I don't need to go. Yeah, and you don't want to get there. You don't no, want to do that. No, and so again, that's, that's all about um, not... Allowing yourself to fool yourself into thinking you don't need it. Right. Because usually when you're doing that, if you say, I don't need to go to confession, that's usually a sign you probably do. Yep, it's time. <laughs> you that's know? funny. Um, so now here's another one, and that is we, we live in a busy world. You're right I, about I alluded that. to this back when I was talking about procrastination, how yeah. easy it was to procrastinate because you got all these other things to do. But really, in a busy, busy world that we live in, you know, it's all fast-paced. And you think going to confession is just another thing on that list of things yeah. I got to do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, really? Another, just put that, add that to the list of all the stuff I got to do. And you just keep pushing it back. Exactly. Yeah. So that kind of works hand in hand with the procrastination. But, the, yeah. but because we do live in that busy world, you know, we need to go even more. Mm-hmm. I think that it's actually, that busy world is actually causing us to sin sometimes. Oh, yeah. Right? And so in that setting, you think, well, 
I just don't have time to go. Man, really? You yeah. don't have time for eternal salvation? Right. I mean, you need to stop and think about it for a second. Yep. I don't want to be flippant, but, you know, we're talking about eternal salvation here. That's true. We don't want to die with the mortal sin that's unconfessed. We don't want to Mm-mm. be unpenitent. Yeah. We don't want to convince ourselves to thinking that's nah, not so bad, or you know I'll go eventually. The procrastination, yeah. and you certainly don't want to say, well, you know, I'm just too busy. Right. It's like really, Ew, not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that. Here's another one. Now this is this is a this is a big one. It's like you know my sins are too big. Yeah. I, I, I've got these huge sins. I got this laundry list. I don't have, it's just going to take them forever. No priest is going to hear all 6,483 of my sins. <laughs> or I have done something so heinous, so big, so despicable. Can't be forgiven. It can't be forgiven. Yeah. Or I'd be so embarrassed. Yeah. My sins are worse than anybody else's. Trust me, this is something the priest has told me. It's like, if you think you're the only guy that came in here yeah. and, and said that, yeah. you'd be sadly mistaken. In fact, you'd be big time mistaken. Yeah. I hear that one all the time. It's like, really, Father? Well, thanks for making me feel better. But, but still, the whole right. point is your sins aren't too big. Nothing is too big for God. Right. No matter how big it is. In fact, that's all the reason why we should go and spend time with God receiving the grace of that particular sacrament. And so here's another one. And this one's an important one. Mm-hmm. And that is someone's had a bad previous experience. Yeah, you're right about that. That is a big one. So... I, you know, we don't want to get into why it was bad or whatever, but, you know, they went, they got the grumpy old priest or the priest that's had a long, hard day, and he said what they didn't feel was the charitable thing to say, yeah. or they were embarrassed and they were whatever, and he didn't think it was a big, whatever reason. And you hear stories, and I don't want to get into the horror stories, but none of those things matter. But the point is they had a bad experience, kind of yep. like in, in retail, a bad customer experience. Yes. At, for whatever reason. Yep. The customer's not coming back. Yeah. Right? we we got to be careful of that because if we had a bad experience, it's a valid reason why people would stay away. In fact, not only would they stay away from the sacrament, what else would they do? Oh, it drives them from the church. Yeah, a lot of people have left the church because of something that somebody in the church said. Yeah, and don't do that. That could just be timing. I know. You don't want to get out yeah. of the boat. You yeah. want to stay in that's the boat. Exactly it's right. a very important thing to do. So I would advise the person that's had that bad experience that not to look at that one experience as what the church teaches is the is the way that that sacrament is supposed to be. Right. I mean, the priest is the face, the soul, the heart of Christ That's right. to you. He he should be mercy to you. That's right. Right. And so, if you had a bad experience, trust me, you get one of these priests that really understands what's going on. And and these young guys, these they're really into the sacrament, how beautiful it is, and they and they're just so welcoming. Absolutely. Right. And so this is an important thing. And and so when we have that experience, that bad experience. Don't think that every time you go, it's going to be that horrible bad experience. Hard to let go, but just let it go. It is. Just let it, it go is. and come on. Yeah. God is God is all merciful. That's right. Right? And so we need to experience that. Now, uh, we have one more to talk about, but I'm going to okay. do that on the other side of this break. Okay. Uh, and so we're going to take that break. Before we do that, we'll remind folks at home, we have a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. And also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email to Deacon Jeff at The Catholic Cafe. And so with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. St. Peter Julian Amard was born in a small town in France in 1811. And from his childhood days, he felt a calling to serve God as a priest in the Catholic Church. But St. Amard's road to the priesthood was not to be an easy one. 
Anti-clericalism was rampant in French society in the early 1800s, and on top of that, the Amard family was poor. His father, reluctant to give his blessing to his only son's desired vocation, finally allowed him to enter the seminary to study for the priesthood. Unfortunately, St. Amar had to leave the seminary due to serious health issues, but he never gave up on God's call. He finally finished seminary after overcoming many obstacles and was ordained a priest in 1834. St. Amar, despite his ill health, was a surprisingly energetic and enthusiastic priest. He had a strong devotion to Mary, the Mother of God, and enjoyed traveling throughout France to various Marian shrines. He joined the Marist Fathers in 1839 and started immediately preaching, writing, offering spiritual direction, educating, and organizing. He eventually became provincial of his Marist order. St. Amard never waned in his love of Mary and in his belief in Christ's real presence in the Most Blessed Sacrament, which was encountering a resurgence of devotion in France at the time. He took this opportunity to found a new order, the Congregation of the Blessed Sacrament, still active today. This order was known for its devotion to Eucharistic adoration and for preaching about the gift of Jesus' presence among us in the Eucharist. The Congregation of the Blessed Sacrament encountered many difficulties along the way. The fathers and the brothers of the order took a vow of poverty, chastity, and obedience to the bishop, and times were tough. Nevertheless, their persistent faith in Christ protected them and provided all that they needed to survive and to do their work. St. Amard and his order were very effective in fostering love and reverence for the Blessed Sacrament. They prepared young adults for First Holy Communion, preached at Eucharistic devotional liturgies, and were very effective in reaching out to fallen away Christians and bringing them back to the church. St. Amard went on to found a second order, an order of women religious called the Servants of the Blessed Sacrament. While this order performs numerous acts of charity and outreach, the Sister Servants of the Blessed Sacrament find their devotion centered on adoring Christ in the Eucharist. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe here with Tom Dorian. Tom, we're talking about not going to confession. Yes, we are. And so we've gone through this list of why this, I haven't been. Yeah, why Tom Dorian has not been to confession. Yeah, I'm a procrastinator. Yeah, all these things, mental right? gymnastics. <laughs> so we, w- many people here this find themselves in one of those situations. I did. Yeah. And honestly, and there's a lot of people that still feel that way. Oh, there's somebody driving around right now going, uh-oh. But there's also another one people will use. Mm-hmm. And and that is, you know, it's been a while, and honestly, I'm embarrassed to say I forgot how. Okay. I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I don't, it's, it's too embarrassing for me to go in there and, you know, the priest's going to laugh at me and say, you know, yeah. here's this adult who's going to go in there and, and sit down here. And it's like, don't waste my time, dude. Yeah. If you don't know how to do this, you know, right. didn't you learn this? And yeah. It's like, and a lot of people won't go because it's like I don't know how to go. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. They're going to they're going to be very no, open. No, but people gracious. think that. But you know yeah. what? We're going to we're going to alleviate that now. Yeah, I, I just want to get rid of that. Just we're going to bat that rumor out of the park and get rid of it. Okay. Because the reality is, every priest that I know welcomes the sinner. They want you to come in. Oh, absolutely. This is what they do. Yeah, they light up. Oh my gosh, they just it makes them feel like to, to you know we we hear reading scripture how the you know the. The, you know, all heaven rejoices when the one 
That's true. The, the angels sing, you know, when the when the one who is lost is found. Yeah. And so priests, they really do love this. This is this makes their day. Oh, I think they live for those moments. And so they're going to welcome you. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you had a bad experience in the past, well, let them know that. Tell them you had a bad experience. Trust me, they're going to walk you through this. Especially if you don't know how to do this. Right. If you walk in there and say, Father, I'm so embarrassed to say, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to do this. I know I'm a sinner and I know my sins. But I don't know what to do. He will, he will, he he will help you through oh, yeah. every single step. He will not say, get out of my confessional until right. you know what you're doing. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not like not that. not going to happen. But just in case you think that's what's going to happen, <laughs> I, we're going to go through the simple process. And, and you do want to prepare. That's right. Well, I'm going to go through the simple process. And you can go online. You just Google how to make a good confession. Yeah. And you will find tons of stuff, tons of websites that will tell you, yep. just walk you through the process and tell you oh, what's yeah. going on. The first thing you want to do is you want to examine your conscience. Mm-hmm. To make a confession, you have to know what you're going to confess. Right. So it's just a simple thing. Stop, recollect. If it's been a long time, do the best you can yep. to remember every sin that you've committed. And trust me, the Holy Spirit will assist you in this. Oh, yeah. If you are truly penitent, if you are truly remorseful and you want to change, you want to amend your way, you want to make things better, right? You want to transform, be transformed. Right. The Holy Spirit will help you remember those sins that you need to confess. Yeah. And if you can't remember every one, just... Add that in there, Father. I, I, I've done this so many times. I can't remember how many times. Yeah, you know they're going to be. They're going to be. It's going to be. It's, it's the penitence at this point. Right. Do the best you can. The Holy Spirit will help you remember. Right. Some people find it handy to write that down. Yeah. I've gone into confession with a list before, and and the honest truth is, you don't want to leave that laying around. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to go ahead and put that in the shredder exactly uh, because that's what that's what Jesus does with your list right he shreds it he, he does. burns right. it he, he, does. he eliminates it but you want to do that but the point is sometimes that helps in in terms of remembering those sins pray about it so you do that examination of conscience but basically you go in you make the sign of the cross yep right you're in the confessional and you basically you greet the priest now there's traditional ways to do this and we, we hear you know bless me father for I have sinned it has been you know, blank since my last confession. Right. And if it's been a long time, say, Father, it's been a long, long time. Father, it's yeah. been five years. Father, it's been 10 years. Father, it's been a month. Father, whatever that time of Two period. decades. Right. Let them know how long it's been. And that's there so they understand who they're talking to. Right. Aha, we have someone here who had been in confession a long time. Yeah. So he's going to help you through that process. Yep. So you let him know that, and the, and the priest will give you his blessing, and he'll invite you to tell Jesus your sins. Right. Through him. Right. He's going to be Jesus's ears. That's exactly right? right. He's going to hear. Jesus is going to hear your sins. And so then you need to tell the priest your sins. Right. Don't leave anything out. Right. Tell everything that you know that's sinful. Everything you think is sinful. Right. Now, this will get better as, as time goes on. But have that list. Be ready to tell. Yeah. Don't say, I've done a lot of bad things, Father. And I'm, I'm sorry for all of them. You know, the Holy Spirit will help you remember your sins. And yep. the priest needs to hear those sins spoken aloud. Just get it off your chest. Right? Your it's, that's why it's auricular. It's 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 a, a, a confession that's heard. Right. Right. Confess your sins to one another. They have to they have to be heard. So you you ex, you express them to the yep. priest. Essentially, it's to Jesus. And so, you know. And if you don't know how to f- confess, if you feel uneasy, you know, you just need to ask the priest to help you. Right. He will walk you through the process. He will hold your hand. Yep. Right through that process. Yep. And and you you can either be in front of the priest. Or right. you can be behind a screen and uh, with uh, anonymity. Yes. Either way, you can say, Father, I don't know how, I don't remember how, whatever. He's going to walk you through that process, right? Yeah. So the priest will then hear that, and he, he'll assign you a penance. Yeah. 
he'll he'll give you something to do. It'll be something like you know reading uh, some scripture, uh, saying some prayers, right? Right. And trust me, it's not going to be. He's going to tell you to go to Honduras and build a house for a you know poor family, <laughs> right? It's, it's not going to be something you can't do, right? It's but he's going to do something that you can invest your time and your effort and your energy and your spirit into as a sign of your acceptance, uh, as a sign of your your penance. It's going to be the fruit of your 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 faith in God's mercy, right? Here is what you're going to have when you get this penance. And then he's going to ask you to say an act of contrition. Yes. Now, an act of contrition can be any number of things. And the, the, the church has so many different acts of contrition. But basically, you're stating that you are a sinner and that you're sorry and you're going to try to do better. Right. That's essentially what you're saying. There's a beautiful one that, I, that we teach our kids. Yes. And it's, oh, my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended you. And I detest all my sins because of your just punishments, but most of all, because you are good and deserving of all my love. And I firmly resolve with the help of your grace to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. It's a beautiful one. It says it all. You can carry that in on a piece of paper if you want. Yep. It's exactly. all over the Internet. And, or you can just essentially say, Jesus, I love you. I'm a sinner. I need you in my life. Yep. Right. And, and I'm going to try to sin no more. Yep. And, and that's an act of contrition. Exactly so you right. say that, and then the the best part, the best part of confession is, is what comes part. next, and that's when you need to listen at this point. Now it's just like shut up and listen and just wait for the grace. Right, right. You're going to get the words of absolution. Yep. That are going to come from the priest, and there's such a beautiful prayer it that is. the priest says. He says, "God, the Father of mercies." Think about that, the Father of mercies. Oh yeah. Right. He says, "God, the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of His Son, has reconciled the world to Himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the Church, may God give you pardon and peace, and I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit." And that is so cool because that's when it all gets lifted off. Exactly right. It's so it's so beautiful. And so you do this sign of the cross. You say, thank you, Jesus. You say, amen. <laughs> that's right. right. So be it. Let it be. I believe. Right. Right. And you, and you go and do your penance as soon as possible. And that's it. It's simple. Poof. They're gone. That's it. All those sins, all those burdens lifted off. You're, lev- you're levitating. You're floating. Beautiful stuff. You're so light. That's right. So don't wait. That's right. Do don't, it now. Don't. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. All right. God wants you back in his church. He does. Right? So what we're going to do is we're going to close this show okay. with a, the Our Father. We all know it. Yep. Let's say the Our Father together and, and just ask God to forgive us as we pray this prayer, asking him to forgive our trespasses. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, Father who, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come. come. Thy, thy will be done. done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.